This is Monocle on Design Extra. It's a petite programme to accompany our weekly long-form show, where we unpack everything from architecture and craft to furniture and fashion. I'm Maylie Evans. The London Design Festival is well underway, and as part of this year's edition, a new design fair has opened at the Barge House at Oxo Tower Wharf. Born from the critically acclaimed podcast Material Matters, this fair features over 40 makers, designers and brands who highlight the importance of materials and their ability to shape our lives. I caught up with Material Matters co-founders Grant Gibson and William Knight to discuss this year's inaugural outing. Grant began by explaining what prompted them to start the fair. We kind of spotted a gap. Uh, London Design Festival used to have four major fairs um, for various reasons that had become one major fair and we felt it needed something else. We came up with it during lockdown and we thought it was important that rather than just bringing a lot of stuff albeit good stuff, into a room, that if we were going to do anything, we needed to create something that had a sense of purpose. Obviously, I had this podcast, which had gathered an audience, which was lovely, over the last three and a half years. So it seemed to make sense to base it around materials and material intelligence. As a keen observer of how design is translated, I think, despite the reduction in the number of events, I think the quality of the events also needed improving as well. I feel fairly qualified to say that, and it's not really in disrespect to others. But I think the industry, over the last few years, sort of slightly ate into itself, became competitive. Obviously, with the pandemic, the market has changed. But I think there are just different and better ways of doing things other than trying to kind of get to the lowest price and to kind of secure the biggest names in a design fair. Material Matters is a really good opportunity to strike a slightly different chord. It's a commercial fair. It's there for architects and designers. And it features some big names. But we're trying to work as a community and we're trying to do exactly as Grant says, which is to be there for a purpose and to educate, engage and to demonstrate the huge variety and importance of materials. I understand that you've got a box there with a couple of goodies or or things that are going to be featured in the fair. Yeah, yeah, William's brought stuff with him, which is very clever. (laughs) Great for audio. So we are working with a really interesting um, RCA tutor, actually, a guy called Akesh, and he he works with Orange Pill. So we borrowed some of his um, materials, really just for for a photo shoot that we did about six weeks ago, and uh, I just happened to be seeing today, but it's a really beautiful demonstration of the versatility and adaptability of a, a material. In this case, it's Orange Pill. Orange Pill, I think, in all senses, is generally discarded. One thing that's running through the whole of Material Matters is this notion of materials being a finite resource for the world. And, of course, the material intelligence and the science and the innovation behind material stories as well. I think with Arkash, he's got a beautiful presentation of a relatively simple process, but nonetheless, as simple as it looks, I know there's a huge amount of thought, work, design that goes into this product. And in his case, he's actually running a workshop during the fair, which is a really beautiful thing. So oranges will feature uh, as a very nice accessible part of the fair as well. There's a lot of people doing things with waste, mainly fundamentally in the show. One could take any number of stories. One of my favourites is a company called Solid Wool that uses wool from the Herdwick sheep, which is found in the Lake Districts. Their wool is um, very coarse, different coloured. It was used in the carpet industry, but then it fell out of vogue. And actually, according to the creators, Justin and Hannah Floyd, farmers had taken to burning the fleeces rather than putting on the market because they were fundamentally losing money. 
So they've come up with a material, it's been on the market a few years, but they came up with a material that combined this wool with bioresin to create material that's a little bit like fibreglass. And they've turned it into a chair that's now in production with Roger Oates called a Hembury chair. And there are lots of stories like that in the fair, I think. So it's about how we use materials, fundamentally the future of how we live, I think. Because I was struck by the fact that you're looking at um, some really wonderful uses of natural materials, but you're not afraid of the material innovation what people are doing and what could be on the market in a couple of years. I wonder if there were any other examples or, or makers who you thought this is going to really change how we, how we make or how we design. There's a material called Smile Plastics. I mean, I first started writing about it because I used to be a journalist sometime in the mid-90s. So it's been around a while, but I think it's really beginning to gain traction now. And that's using waste plastic, from, often from the food industry, turning it into sheet material that architects and designers can use for all sorts of things. We have somebody printing uh, in sand, 3D printing sand, to turn into, well, at the moment, furniture, but they're talking about applications in architecture and ultimately how you could use that material to get rid of a lot of the layers of architecture. So you could just use this 3D printed sand is their, their theory. This fair is taking place at the OXO barge tower over in, um, in the South Bank area. Indeed. So what is it about that site or what makes it a really nice home for this inaugural fair? Uh, there's lots of reasons why it's a really good home and there are some challenges with that building as well. But fundamentally there are challenges in putting design exhibitions in an v- interesting venue in London. There's a fundamental point there and there's a weakness in our ability to present engaging content. I hardly need to reference other cities that do design fairs very well, but um, palazzos we do not have access to and there isn't a large former industrial spaces that they used to be all those years ago. So the OXO is unique and actually most people that I've walked around there with over the last six, eight months have been completely surprised and almost everyone said, oh, I'm sure that London was full of these types of buildings many years ago, and quite frankly, there are none left, so it's an exception. And actually, the experience of visiting the building without anything in it is a really tactile, quite atmospheric experience. So it's a beautiful building. It's fading, very crumbly at the edges, but it provides a fantastic backdrop for design thinkers. In the context of where it is in London, we're fortunate enough to be working with the Oxo Tower, which has been established as a design location within the city for... 20 plus years so there's a whole lot of independent studios there and then of course it's uh, connected with the Bankside Design District which stretches really from around the National Theatre all the way to Borough Market and there's a whole lot of components to that programme as well so it taps into the structure of how the London Design Festival was designed to work which is to give people general locations within which to then go and discover elements within that district. I mean we wanted somewhere central and we also wanted somewhere that wasn't a conventional exhibition centre. We didn't want to put up a shell scheme. The options are fairly limited in that case. The Barge House is the perfect location, really. And actually, quite a lot of our thinking around the fair came out of that building. So each floor does something slightly different from the first floor, which is about people really, really experimenting with materials. The second floor, which is more of our learning space. The third floor is a marketplace. The fourth floor will have a talks programme with people like Nigel Coates, Adam Nathaniel Furman, Naomi Cleaver, Andrew War, lots and lots of names. And it will have a lot of makers and designers who are working in a range of materials up there too. So we've tried to work with the grain of the building. Through making the podcast, yeah. what have you learned about design that has maybe shifted how you make a design fair happen or your approach to bringing all these elements together? 
I mean, I think it gave us a philosophical framework around which to start, that notion of material intelligence. So in other words, if you understand materials, then you have more of an understanding of how things are made. If you understand how things are made, then frankly, you're less likely to throw something away. So I think that was the kind of starting point. And from there, I mean, obviously, we approached lots of people who've been on the podcast, but we also went out and approached other people and people, frankly, I'd quite like to have on the podcast. So, yeah, it gave us a starting point, I'd say. That was Grant Gibson and, before that, William Knight, the co-founders of Material Matters. The design fair is on until the 25th of September 2022 at the Barge House at Oxo Tower Wharf. Attendance is free and those interested should register online at materialmatters.design. And that's all for this week. If you're eager for more design stories, then listen to our full-length programme, Monocle on Design, airing on Tuesdays at 8pm London time. Or if you prefer print, then pick up a copy of Monocle magazine on all good newsstands now. Today's episode was produced by me, Maylie Evans. Thank you for listening. (laughs) 